Hey friends, are you a dreamer? Do you long to follow hard after God and walk fully in your purpose and calling? then you are in the right place today, my friend. I'm Misty Phillip, the founder of Spark Media and the host of the By His Grace podcast. Thank you so much for being here with me today. And I want to thank you so much to everyone who's left a rating and a review on iTunes. Y'all, it makes such a difference and I so appreciate you. What you may not know about me is that back in the day, I was climbing the corporate ladder. I had a dream job working at Enron as a consultant, and God called me to lay all of my dreams and desires down to come home to give me a new dream of homeschooling my kids. And my boys became my life. And for about 15 years, they were my sole focus besides my husband. And then my firstborn graduated and went off to college. And I saw that season of my life coming to an end. So I started praying about what was next in the next season of life. And here I am, an author, a speaker, a podcast host, and an entrepreneur. One of the lessons that the Lord has taught me is that my dreams don't always align with his plans for me, or maybe his plans for me in certain seasons. In The Struggle is Real, But So is God, I talked about our life as a believer is a continual process of surrender. I say it is surrender, pray, repeat. And I have a a good friend who says, repeat, repeat, repeat. Our walk with Christ calls us to deny ourselves and pick up our cross daily to follow him. But that's not what the world tells us. The world lies to us and tells us that we can have it all if we just hustle and grind and work hard. But y'all, that's not Jesus's way. His yoke is easy and his burden is light. And when we partner with him and we work his way, we do our part, and then we can leave the rest to him. But to know this, y'all, we have to be grounded in his word and to listen to that still small voice. We talked about hearing from God all last month, and um, we're wrapping up our month on calling We may step on some toes next month when we talk about obedience. But for now, I've got a question for you. Do you find yourself struggling to keep up with the demands of life? Or are you struggling to find God's will and his plan for you? Then I cannot wait to introduce you to my friend, the CEO of The Blaze Planner. Sandy Lucas. Now let me tell you about the Blaze Planner. The Blaze Planner is a tool to help you accomplish God-inspired important work. Sandy always says, if the Bible is the textbook, the Blaze Planner is the workbook. She has developed a proprietary Blaze Lighthouse process to equip you to put the principles of the Bible into practice every day so that you can shine brightly and do amazing kingdom work. So I cannot wait for you to meet Sandy. We instantly hit it off when we met. She is a kindred spirit, a woman who is on a mission to serve God and to do it with all her heart and all her soul. We talk about calling and we talk about seasons 
So welcome, Sandy Lucas. Sandy Lucas, welcome to the By His Grace podcast. I'm so glad to have you here with me today, my friend. Oh, Misty, what an honor to be here. I just, I've been looking forward to this and can't wait to to talk together with you and just to each one of your listeners. Thanks so much. Absolutely. So we are talking all this month about gifting and calling and the seasons that we're in. And so we're going to jump right in. I'd love to know um, about uh, your calling and um, I'd love to hear the story of, of how you got started and because you are um, the founder of Blaze Planner. And so have you always been involved with, I mean, where did you get the idea for, for planning and how did the Lord call you into that? So it's an amazing, very long story. So I'll try to be brief here. But basically what happened was I had a kind of a tragedy happen with one of my kids. It was one of those things where I was very successful in work, but I ended up doing something that very much harmed the feelings of what, of my oldest daughter. And it, what it what amounted to was I was focused on something that I shouldn't have been focused on work to the extent that I was just so uh, in, in depth and enthralled with what I was doing in my, in my work. And I forgot to pick her up one day after work. She was, it, it's a long story, but I realized at that time that I was just so unorganized. I had been so focused on certain areas of my life and I was out of balance in others. So I started reading some books by a woman named Ann Ortland and Emily Barnes who taught people how to be organized. And so I thought if I could just get organized, then everything would be fantastic. So um, we all know that that's not true, but I just started to buy everything I could find on organization, time management. I've been studying it for over, well, about 30 years now. And uh, people look at me now and they say, oh, you're the founder of a planner company, you must be the most organized person on earth. But I'm actually not. But I knew enough to know that I had to put the the most important things first. So I actually started to build a planner way back in the day when paper planners were all the rage back in the old, you know, Franklin daytimer, day runner days. And I did that and took the company to a pretty good place, but it wasn't the right season. It was absolutely the call of my life to show women about the priorities in life, but I had very young children. I had twins that were infants. There was just no way that I could carry that on. And then I found out I was pregnant with another surprise baby girl. And uh, so we shut that company down and here we are now 25 or so years later. And my youngest is now about to graduate college. And this was a season. So I just want to let anybody know who's listening today that maybe you have a call on your life, but it's just not the right time. But that doesn't mean that you do nothing. You can still build your systems and, you know, we, we'll talk about that in just a minute, but that's really where it got started was I, I had a crisis in my life and I needed, knew I needed to prioritize better my family and the things that were so important to me. And first and foremost, my relationship with God. 
Yeah, I'm so glad that you said that. So a couple of things. One, I remember reading Disciplines of a Godly Woman uh, by Ann Ortland when I first came home after God called me out of Enron to come home to homeschool my kids. And it was such a powerful book in my life. I was like, wow, I want to be that kind of organized woman. Um, so that was very inspiring. But you're right. There, we have different seasons. And so there's no way that I could be involved in the ministry and all of the things that I'm involved in right now at this season in my life if I when I had small kids but God used that time when he brought me home for 15 years he was preparing me for this season so I, I want to just speak into that for just a minute because our seasons are it's important to understand our season and God is using all of it for preparation for the next season so I'd love to know more of your thoughts on on calling Sandy so absolutely. Well, we know from God's word that we do have a call and we have work to do. So we're, we are ambassadors for Christ. We are, um, we are to occupy until he comes again. So in Ephesians, one of my favorite verses is we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works. And the rest of that says that he has prepared in advance for us to do. So he already has work for us to do. And sometimes we're told in the world to just, you know, crush our goals and find our passion and chase our dreams. And and there's nothing wrong with that, but it has to be rooted and grounded in what he's already called us to do. Because, you know, I always tell the story, I'm very passionate about music, but if I tried to sing right now, everyone would, would stop listening. Uh, all of my kids can sing. I don't know how. I just did not get that gene, but I'm very passionate about it. But God didn't equip me that way. He equipped me for other things, for you know, encouraging people and for doing other things. And so I have to look at what God's already prepared for me to do and do that. And the only way we can do that is to know his word in every single area of our life, not just our work, but in our family relationships, you know, in our finances, in our, the way we take care of ourselves physically, all of that has to be grounded in his word. And that's how we discover our calling. Yeah, that's so good. Um, Let's talk about your planner for just a minute, because you kind of bring all of these pieces together in your planner to help people plan and organize their life based on the Word of God. And so I would love for you to explain to people how you set that up and how that works. Well, thank you. And just to be fair and and honest, you don't have to use the Blaze Planner in order to use the process that, that is at the center of this program. We developed a proprietary process called, we call it the Lighthouse Process, you know, and, and um, it's based on surrendering to God every day, making him the foundation and the bedrock of your life and looking at what we call the 10 lifelight areas. So looking at your physical Uh, your personal care and health, your family relationships, your global community, your recreation and rest, all of those areas of life. And look at what the Bible says about each one of those. And then from there, you start to build a foundation. What do I believe about that? Because we all know that we do what we do because of what we believe, not because of what we know or say. If If I really believed everything about what I've read in the in the word, I would 
not weigh what I weigh right now. I would be super thin and super fit because, you know, but our beliefs will tell us false things like, you know, well, I don't have diabetes yet, or I haven't had a heart attack yet. So I go ahead and eat that thing. Maybe I shouldn't have, or I spend money on the thing I shouldn't have. So what we do is we give you worksheets in the planner to look at every single area of life And then that drives what you do for ministry. That drives what you do, what you put on your calendar. And that drives what goals you set for yourself. Because unless you start with God, you can be very successful and accomplished by world standards, but it might not be what God's call was for your life. And at the end of the day, you know, that's what we're here to do is what he's got for us. Yeah. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then all of these things will be added unto you. And I think that's where people get upside down sometimes because, and and I don't think it's, it's intentional. I think that we're doing good things because sometimes even good things can throw us off. Um, If we're, you know, if we're doing ministry and we're overdoing ministry, but we're not resting or taking care of our bodies or, or taking care of our families. I remember when I first um, was a young woman, and at work, I was out of balance too. And I remember my boss was a very wise woman. And at the time she said, Misty, your life is like a wheel. And it's, and it's like all of these different, you know, pie pieces on the wheel. And if you get one of those out of balance, your whole wheel is going to wobble. And um, I just always remember her saying that to me because I worked so much and I had uh, one small child at the time, but I know that I needed to have, you know, I needed to be present when I was home and be a mom and all those things. And so I think it's easy to, you know, my work and my job was a great thing, but it's easy to get that off of balance. So um, talk us through the the process a little bit more and um, how can, how can you help somebody, how can the process help someone who may be struggling because they have their life out of balance? Well, so what I like to do is, and, and I've, I've actually worked with some of those wheel type exercises. And one of the things that I notice about them um, is that many times they have one of the sections will be your spiritual life or your God, the God part of your life. And so what we do is take that completely out of being a section and it becomes the center of everything. So his light should shine through every single area of life. So for example, if in your finances, um, and we've all been through just a, a really rough year uh, with, you know, the COVID lockdowns and many businesses have, have struggled and especially, you know, in the restaurant industry, et cetera. But what we've done is give you some verses in each area of life. For example, in finances, there's over 2000 references in the Bible on finances. And so once you begin to understand what God has said about finances, it keeps you more in balance as long as you believe it to be true. And it drives your choices, drives your actions. And then over a lifetime, it becomes habit and routine. So for example, before you spend, you want to pray. Before you say yes or no to a ministry, you pray. Um, And that's the process of understanding that we are surrendered to God in every single area of life. And, And if we find ourselves out of balance, usually we can, you know, go to the word and he will bring us back in balance and then things begin to level out in our lives in that particular area. And, 
and to be honest, so I've, you know, I've had, we've raised four daughters and there were seasons in our life that, you know, I didn't have a lot of friendships outside of the home because I was so busy just trying to keep everybody alive and fed, (laughs) you know, that, that maybe my friendships weren't in order, but you can do little things. You can connect, you can send a little text, you can send a little note, you know, in those little tiny moments, but you have to be well-planned in order to do that. And in order to be well-planned, you have to think ahead and make your decisions. Your little bitty, every single day decisions are what keeps you on the path, on that narrow path for a lifetime. Yeah, that's so good. So one of the things, because I am a a boy mom, uh, boys like to eat a lot. And so just keeping them fed is a big deal. Um, And so, you know, for me, that was one area I had to conquer was plan my food and plan. And a lot of times um, on Sunday afternoon, it would just kind of be a cooking and prep day to get us ready for the week so that I would grill extra chicken or, um, you know, put freezer bags together of of different things that I could just pull out so that, you know, in the middle of the week when it was really crazy, I knew that I could just throw something in the crock pot or whatever, but I had it already planned and ready. And for me, that was because sometimes people will go, I don't understand how you do so much. And I'm like, I have to be highly, highly organized and highly planned. Um, But I think it also comes with like you said, it's putting those big rocks in there, um, you know, the first. So we have to have our time in the word because that informs everything we do. And um, another thing for me, I know that I function better if I'll exercise. Um, but if I don't exercise for a while, I can, my body, I could definitely feel that. So staying organized and being planned um, is, is something that really helps me to fulfill my calling, right? Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So if we can get it together, but it's not the why of just, you know, being organized for being organized sake or being organized so that people look at your house and go, oh, it's so, you know, so perfect. You could just eat off the floor here. I always used to tell people you can eat off the floor at my house, but that's because there's Cheerios on it, you know, when the <laughs> kids were little. But but there is a section in the planner for for meal planning. And it's not so much just to have yes, we need to keep our, our kids healthy and our families, you know, alive and well, but it also changes the atmosphere in your home. When you have a little bit of, of margin that you're maybe inviting a child to stand on a stool next to you and stir because you're not scrambling, just trying to, you know, get to the latest drive-through or have something delivered or, you know, just throwing on the, you've got it to where you're um, able to include them in even the meal prep process. So it, it just changes everything with a little bit of extra planning ahead. And also, you know, I call it the not make a not to do list, all those things and things that, you know, we there's an end, no end to what we could be doing. But, you know, like you were saying, even the good things can be the enemy of the best. Yeah. So as we pare down our lives to focus on that narrow path that God has for us in our calling, um, certainly taking care of our families is a high, very high priority. So we need to do that. But maybe there's some other things we say no to, you know, in Hebrews, it talks about throwing off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance, the race that is marked out for us. And so, and we've got, you know, heaven's cheering us on to do that. You know, there, those, 
heroes of the faith are cheering us on as we fulfill our calling. And so sometimes we have to just get rid of some things in our life. So maybe there's somebody listening today that, you know, you have that little gnawing and you know there's something you need to give up in order to fulfill your calling. Don't be afraid to do that. You know, make those hard decisions. You'll be so glad you did. God will honor that. Yeah, that is so good. I just listened to a sermon that was um, this Japanese man had bought all these oranges and was going to take them on a flight when they told him he had to buy another seat for all these oranges. And he said no. So he and uh, the people that were with him, they ate all the oranges and then they got on the plane and they all got sick because they had eaten all these oranges. And he said, there are some things that you are not supposed to take with you. And he was talking about that verse in Hebrews that sometimes we we stuff ourselves with with good things with bad things with all the things and we don't have to do that um, that verse in Hebrews says to throw off every weight and the sin that so easily entangles us is, is one interpretation um, of that right. and because those things trip us up so what are the things that we are consuming that trip us up so I'm so glad that you brought that verse the Lord has been been speaking to me a lot through that verse as um, as we're all running a race. We all have a call on our life and, and we're running a race. But if we take those things with us that entangle us, we don't have to do that. Like you said, um, we can give those things to the Lord and we can, can let go of those things because we're not meant to take everything. You know, we're not meant to take it all on. We're not meant to do everything. Absolutely. Well, and, and it just, it, it's a recipe for burnout. It's a recipe for bad health, for stress, for all kinds of things that we just don't need. And, you know, it goes back to building that strong foundation, you know, having that bedrock in your life in each area of things that you know that God has already said. So we, our lighthouse process obviously is, um, you know, we have those part of our logo, et cetera, but it comes from, a lighthouse that's actually in North Carolina. It's the it's the Cape Hatteras Lighthouse. It's the tallest lighthouse in America. And it no longer sits on the um, foundation where it was built. It had to be moved in 1999 because it was in danger of falling into the sea. Not because it had been struck by lightning over the years. It had been, you know, taken on endless, endless storms, it was because it was no longer on bedrock. So they had to move it actually about a half a mile to get it. And they put all kinds of, you know, um, it, it weighs something like 10 million pounds and they moved it a half a mile back onto the bedrock. And that's what we need. We need that strong foundation, right? And then we also need uh, to make sure we're only doing the things that we're supposed to be doing. Otherwise it's the burden is too heavy. And so anyway, I just love that story, the Cape Hatteras Lighthouse. And then actually I took a picture of it one time and the, the lighthouse is ablaze. Literally, it looks like it's on fire on the top. I just snapped it with my um, with my little cell phone. And that's how the name of the Blaze Planner came about was from that picture, you know, because the Bible says our God is a consuming fire, you know, yes. so that's how we can let his light shine, not just shine, but be ablaze in every area of our life. So I thought that was really amazing of God to take that particular lighthouse that had to be moved onto bedrock and then make it, you know, shine for us. And that's what we want our lives to do is to shine before men. 
you know, so that they'll see our good works, but not just see our good works for us, but to glorify our father who's in heaven. That's right. That's right. I love that. That's so beautiful, Sandy. So um, I'd love for you to, uh, I know that every month you, you have different focuses, right? On the different months. Um, explain how you laid the, like, how the planners laid out. Cause I'd love to, for the listeners to know a little bit more about that. Well, you're so sweet to ask about that. So it's, it's a monthly process. We have a weekly review and planning process. And then we have a daily, what I call the, the anchor daily pages, which walk you through every single day of, you know, reading your Bible. There's a checkbox for um, for doing your prayer and quiet time. At the end of the day, there's a box that says, who do I need to forgive and love? Mm. Because, you know, we're not to let the sun go down on our anger, right? But each month we have obviously the, the, the months of the year, but we in our training, we talk you through maybe having a theme for each month but I actually do on the daily planning pages, I focus on a blaze area each day. So on Mondays, I focus on learning. And it's not that I'm actually doing a learning project, but I'm reading my blaze page that says, this is what God has already told you to do as far as learning. And then on Tuesdays, it's community. On Wednesdays, it's ministry in our church. And Thursdays, it's you know work and finances. So I, every single week, Every single day, I'm reminded of what God has already told me to do. You know how you go to a retreat maybe and or hear a sermon or a podcast and you think, ah, oh, I know that's what I'm supposed to do. And maybe you go and make a little bit of it happen. But after a few days and weeks or the next crisis that comes, it just sort of drifts away and fades away. This is a way that that doesn't happen because you're looking at it on a daily or a weekly or at worst, a monthly basis. So... That's how you get the big things done over a lifetime. It's not a sprint. It's a marathon. And so little by little, those daily decisions make a difference over a lifetime. And that's that's where the fruit is. That's where the joy is. That's where all of that um, uh, satisfaction and hopefully one day we'll stand before him and he'll say, well done, good and faithful servant. Yeah. Oh, that is so good, Sandy. I just adore you. And I just thank you so much for coming on by His grace today and sharing your wisdom on seasons and calling. And um, just want to thank you so much for being here with us today. Misty, as I said, it was such an honor. Thank you so much. And, and thank you to everyone who's listening. Thank you for joining me today on By His Grace. I hope you've enjoyed listening and are encouraged by our guest today. I would love for you to visit my blog, mistyphilip.com, for more encouragement. You can find me on social media as Misty Phillip, and I would love to connect with you there. 